everyone, and thanks for listening in. Welcome to Leading Well, where we get to know leaders and how they make it happen. I'm your host, Tim Davis. And I'm his co-host, Alyssa. Let's meet our guest today, Anna Sponnable. Good morning. Morning, Tim. Yeah. So um, what do you do in town? Well, I just graduated McNary High School. I am the Distinguished Young Woman for 2023. I do a couple different things. I... I'm around the area helping with music in McNary, and I work, and I'm just basically a normal person. There <laughs> That's <you go>. awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we like to try to go back to maybe an earlier part of our life, like, you know, what was life like growing up as, as a child, and where did you grow up? Well, let's see. I was born in Salem. I've grown up here my whole life. My life as a child, I lived in a... Just a regular neighborhood. It was a smaller house. It wasn't one of the most rich neighborhoods. <laughs> um, my parents were very lenient with me. They let me basically do whatever I wanted. Uh, they taught me how to ride my bike, and so I would spend summers riding my bike, and I would ride my bike to school, and I made some friends in the neighborhood, and that's kind of how I grew up. Yeah. Where'd you go to, like, elementary school? I went to Gubser Elementary School. Yeah, go Gators. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go Gators. I went to Gubser way back in the day. So um, so you went through Gubser Gators, and then what, what was middle school and, and so on? I continued to ride my bike to Whitaker Middle School. Okay. There you go. That's what I did. There you go. Yep. Yep, yep. And then, uh, then on to the big uh, Celtics, huh? Yeah, yep. yep. Huh? I didn't ride my bike there though. I finally got driving. My dad uh, would have me drive like every single day to school until I got my license. So there you That's go. Good. You so just I... bike ride kept getting longer, and it was like yeah. too long at that point. It was too long of a bike <laughs> yeah. ride. Yeah. At that point, we had moved over, moved over to Clear Lake. So oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, and then, you know, maybe you started having to carry instruments. I mean, you started having to lug the kind of high school books and bags yep. that you guys Yeah, once you do yeah. a sport or, a, like, a musician thing, it's like, oh, I got a lot to carry. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's good. So what was some of the uh, your favorite subjects in high school? Oh, I wish sports was a subject. That would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always loved music, but that's an elective. Yeah. Uh, science was very interesting to me most of my high school. I didn't do it the fourth year, but... Uh, freshman year, I had physics and chemical systems. That was a little bit hard. It was challenging. And then we went to biology sophomore year. And I did biology twice, actually. Uh, I did it sophomore year, and I thought, oh, well, maybe since I just did it, maybe I should take AP biology now. And then I would know all this stuff Because <laughs> you're it. a glutton for punishment, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So I took that, and that was really fun, just learning about the systems in the body and systems in animals. That was one of my favorite subjects. The body is so complicated. I think, you don't. I it didn't is. think too much about it when I was in high school until you take a class like that. Yep. Recently, I had to look up something and I found out that a blood cell will circulate through your whole body in less than 20 seconds. Really? And I was like, how's it getting from my toes to my fingers in wow. 20 seconds? Like, but it, I mean, if you think about it, it's like, oh, it kind of makes sense, but it's crazy. I suppose. See, here we are educating our listeners. There you go. Like exactly. That. Yeah. <laughs> little yeah. fun fact. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about uh, other things you enjoyed in, in high school? Music-wise, what did that look like? And sports-wise, maybe what did that look like? Music, I was in music all four years. My freshman year, I got to look up to the seniors before COVID happened. Yes. And I got to enjoy distance music. That was uh, very interesting, (laughs) getting to record things and then 
put them all together in one song. I thought that was amazing. We did that for a choir a couple times. We I think the Hymn of Axiom is on YouTube, and that's one of the songs that we did mm. during COVID. And after COVID, we had some switch of directors and choir, and that was also fun, just learning learning new directors. It's Having a director switch is amazing. You get, like, one type of person, and then you right. get a different person, and then they're running the class completely different. Mm-hmm. So that was really awesome. Orchestra was a little bit different. We had the same director every every single year, so I got to know him really well, Mr. Williams. Um, he let me uh, start. Basically, he called it, what did he call it? He called it, like, a social media runner position or something, social gatherings and uh he's like anna would you like to run some social gatherings for the orchestra program i was like sure that would be fun and so i kind of started with the orchestra program doing different events we would have we had a movie night over the summer we had a game night and started doing more advanced things we had a bully night here at the rec that's awesome we went on to like laser tag and we started all those things and then i started the orchestra council which is basically, it was supposed to bring the program together because there's many different classes and many different types of students at many different levels. And so I took two representatives from each orchestra class at McNary, and we formed a council and we started meeting and we discussed things that the students would like to discuss. And we planned different things and voted on things. And that was like one of my main things that I did at McNary, I think, is I started the orchestra council. And I really hope they continue it, too. Yeah. yeah. So. Maybe they should be naming it after. What do you think? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the Spawnable Orchestra Council. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> too humble for that. No. That sounds really fun, though. Like, not only just the council, I think that's really, really cool, but also, like, there's a lot of programs, I think, in a lot of schools that don't spend a lot of time outside of class yeah. hanging out with each other. And you got to think, you know, that's where you have other conversations other than, hey, actually put your fingers like this for this mm-hmm. note. It's like laser tag, it's movie nights, and that must have been really fun. That's what I love about music is the bond that you get to create with the people that you're doing it with. With. Yeah, and then your music becomes better because your bond is good. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, what instrument did you play in orchestra? I played viola. Okay, it's it's the instrument that's beaten down on, but yeah, <laughs> I I, th- I think we really hold the orchestra together. There you go. Exactly. Right. It's every time it's the oh you play the violin and you're like no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yep, oh, yeah. And then there's people like you mean there's a difference? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. They, they have to explain yeah, it, and it's like a yeah. little bit. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then you played, uh, you, you participated in athletics there at McNary. Yeah. And yes. So what'd you do there? I played. So, the first year I did discus and shot. And okay. that was awesome. I didn't, it was, it was interesting. It was my first year. I was just learning. I wasn't too good. And so, the seniors above me kind of just taught me that whole year. Sophomore year, I had moved uh, to Montana, second semester. And so I did track there as well, which is way different than Oregon because you get snow during track yep. practice. <laughs> and we had full on snowsuits that the school like rent like gave us for our season. Wow. Yep. It was pretty fun. I learned how to throw javelin and I learned how to do pole vault. Dang. And I carried those back to McNary when I moved back junior year. And I almost won eighth place for districts. I was one foot off of oh, the eighth place podium. Mm. It was funny because that that meet, the district meet, 
I got a seven foot PR. Wow, it's pretty. It's pretty good for a javelin person. Yeah, for our listeners, PR means uh, personal record. Personal record. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so for her to beat it by seven feet is is quite a big jump. Yeah. yeah. So. so is your right arm just like super strong? If you did shot put and discus, it's all the <laughs> yeah, one arm got, probably, right? It's, so it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. You lean to the side on the runs, you know, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yep. And I continued that. I didn't do pole vault senior year because junior year, I, it just took, it sapped all my energy. So I just focused on javelin this year and I didn't make districts. There was a lot of really good people this mm. year, but I did get to teach like all the younger kids and in the track program because we had no javelin track coach. Mm. Well, we got one like a little bit into the season, but he was still learning. And so I was teaching him and teaching the younger kids. <laughs> but by the end of the Did season, he share his paycheck with you. No. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> nope. By the end of the season, like all the kids were throwing and I was like, Oh, my babies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they grow up so fast. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, so uh, we connected. You connected with Valor through us sponsoring uh, the American Legion mm-hmm. uh, program, and you were one of the select selectees. And uh, um, tell us a little bit about that experience, and uh, yeah, and what that program is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So some background for the program. It's a politic uh, civics program, and so basically, it's a whole week long simulator of a city and it goes throughout the week it transforms into basically a whole state government quote quote unquote state government and it happens for only juniors in high school and juniors from all around the nation can sign up for the program we i got a sponsor from Tim and so i a, our legion post reached out to me and got me signed up that year it was being mixed the boys and the girls mm-hmm. so usually there's a uh, boys Legion and a Legion Auxiliary Program, one for girls and one for boys. And they're usually separate, but that year it was mixed. And so we all did it together. I went to Western Oregon for the program. We stayed in the dorms. It was pretty cool. I had never stayed in dorms before, so it was <laughs> oh. awesome experience as a junior. This is what college could be like. <laughs> I know. These tiny rooms yeah. and community bathrooms. <laughs> oh, yeah. All 174 square feet yeah. with three of you in there. Who yeah. wants to sign up for that? Yeah. Yes. It was an oh. experience, though. I got to meet uh, a girl named Phoebe, and she was awesome. I loved her personality. She's going to, I think, uh, the one Western Academy or that one Western mil- Oregon State? Oh. No, that one very prestigious uh, military school. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I don't, um, uh, West Point. West Point. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she was training to go to that and there were some like representatives there that she could talk to and other people could talk to. So Neat. there were military kids there. They taught us a lot about the military. I learned how what all the different flags were for and mm. how a city was run, how the government was run. We got to talk to some representatives from our city. I met our city manager and I found out that I actually <laughs> We yes, were standing next to each other when yes, that happened. I, yes. I actually found out that I had been eating lunch with his daughter all year. And I didn't even <laughs> know that his daughter like that was his daughter. I and he had been at the camp. He's like, oh, my daughter just moved to McNary. Like, I wonder if you know her. And I was like, I don't know. I'd have to see a face. Yeah. And he didn't get to show me the face until the meeting that we had right. at, at uh, your place, Tim. Yeah. That, uh, give a 
touch more context so the and, and correct me because I wasn't there right at the mm-hmm. at the actual week long event but they come in and then you they just toss all the kids together and basically say you figure it out you need to elect uh, city council members you need to elect uh, mayors you need to elect legislators and senators and a governor and and so they get to learn all those things on how to and how to probably campaign a little bit amongst people standing around you and all that stuff. So, yeah, real incredible civics lesson for for young people, which is uh, really cool. Yeah. So you had a good time with that, though. You learned yeah. stuff and it got to hang awesome. out. It was awesome. I got yeah. to put it on my resume, too. Yes. So that's that's resume builder. Yeah. Yeah. And so then uh, we come to the uh, Legion uh, Awards dinner thing that was, was happening that I almost didn't go to because I didn't know about it. But uh, so I show up and then you got to do a speech and, you know, Kevin Mannix is there and he sponsored somebody and so on. And then we got to sit with you and your family. And, and this is where this story really, I think, grabs legs because I ask you, you know, what do you want to do? You know, and you started describing uh, a ministry idea or, or whatever that sounded a lot like what we're doing yeah. already right so yeah just give me a, your take of that you know in a minute or two you know i'm like yeah so. well i sat with the table with a very uh intimidating tim davis oh, <laughs> it was awesome though i you asked me what i was wanting to do and i wanted to go into nonprofit ministry i've i had been thinking i just had like a vision of some community center with a lot of different aspects to it that uh, teens could be involved in and just they, so they had those opportunities. Yeah, whether music and yep. other stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I think I know somebody who's already doing that. <laughs> and that's when I said, you got a job. You know said, uh, yeah, I know you're still yep. in school, but yeah, let's, you know, let's make that happen. And so, yeah, so we're, we're hopeful now she's going to, you're going to head off to college. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At and Corbin. So, yeah. And uh, we have a relationship with Corbin. We help with some of their media stuff there. We have a couple of interns, which I believe we're working on. You're going to do an internship yep. with us in the fall. I mean, sorry, spring. Yeah. 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 Yep. And I'm a so, Corbin grad, so there yeah. you go. So, the local. Uh, listen, two years ago. Well, now, yeah, two years ago. 2020. 2020. So almost three years. I know. Ago. Yeah, man, crazy. Time's flying. Time yeah. flies. You're moving. You're moving towards college. How are you feeling about that? I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah. What What's some of the things you're most nervous about? You think? Uh, probably passing all my classes. I know I'll do good, but like I'm always nervous about that. I want to do good in whatever I do. I'm nervous about meeting new people. I guess mm. I haven't met new people since high school. Basically, like. Like super good friends, sure. Like made I didn't know the earlier story I mean, about yeah, this, the this episode thing. maybe airing but live in 2023. How, but depending on when you're listening, you know, it's like during COVID, there was like to, right? a whole you, disruption like, on how you even met people, and if you met people, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. So it's like you know not to say that you're like, stunted socially, but like there's a different like level of it because you know you kind of missed a couple years of that, like on the grander scale of like everyday hundreds of people type of thing. You know, so it'll be at least you're not at a humongous school in that sense. So that should be should be pretty good, but yeah, it's a little less daunting. Yeah, and I. Know, like you live here in Kaiser. Is your intentions to, to commute or to live on campus? I'm, I have to live on campus for the first, first two years. Yeah. There you go. Uh, you I don't do, know if uh, I'll be doing two or three years. Three or four years. Served, you know? uh, so I'm going right. to do the first yeah, two. Yeah, a few credits built up or whatever. Yes, yeah. from yeah. McNary. They sure. have a lot yeah. of dual programs. Yeah. So I'll do two there. And then I'm potentially hoping to be an RA for a couple of years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either that or I can commute. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, uh, so same with Alyssa. Alyssa uh, lived on campus freshman year and then commuted uh, the others. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful experience. Uh, you know, it, the cool thing that you're about to experience is, man, how do I manage all my own time? Yes. I'm like, everybody wants to play ping pong until two in the morning. It seems like so much fun. And you like know so what? And you know what? And I did. <laughs> Gosh. I talk about how my friend Maya and I, you know, every you know every couple t- a couple times a week, two a.m. Seven Eleven runs for some slushies. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Iconic. And yes. then somehow waking up at six a.m. and I went to my Bible study by myself in the little freezing cold <laughs> prayer room. I'd wake up in the morning. I'd walk down, turn the heater on in, the, in that building because it's a separate building. It's on its own. I'd walk down, turn the heater on, walk back up, take my shower, and then get down there when it's finally warmed up. It's good. Yeah, that's, that's smart. And, yeah, and then you do that day. After day after day, and even though you're young and got lots of energy, eventually you're like, Ooh. that four hours of sleep every day. <laughs> <it's> kinda... <laughs> so those are the fun things you'll get to manage, right? To, to learn how to, to do that. So I think it's Trial wise to kind of uh, keep your commitments at, to a minimum, at least that first semester. You know, you and me have had some conversations a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. My first lesson that or my biggest lesson for my freshman year is maybe like ha- saying no, like the value of no. I learned. Ugh. As I've an extrovert, that one. I learned that one. <laughs> like takes sometimes there's things you have to learn by just actually scraping your knee, and I did that. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yep, I've been learning that lesson. There's a lady at my church. Her name's Julie. I think Cherick is her last name. She. I was going to her, and I was like, "Well, I have all these open doors. God's opening these doors, but when do I take them?" Well, Anna, you're about to go to college. Uh, you might want to. Keep your schedule a little bit free yeah. and then build things on as you learn what how, what you have time for. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm doing. I haven't signed up for much just so that I could put my energy towards the things that mm-hmm. I'm going to do. Yeah. Learning yeah. What, the, what, if, what the commitments feel like. You may know what the commitments are, but you want to learn what they yes. feel like first. Yeah. Yes. And bunking with two to four people in a 174 square foot room is another experience as far as mm-hmm. conflict resolution and time sharing and mm-hmm. alarms and getting a battery operated alarm that goes under your pillows so you what don't I wake did. up a neighborhood <laughs> you know, you know, whatever you know, you'll figure all that out it's uh my yeah. roommates didn't like my alarm going off at 5 30 i don't know that's crazy <laughs> oh, <laughs> i wonder why <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah um that's really cool i think uh you know uh as you're telling your story it seems pretty obvious to i think us and our listeners but when do you maybe feel like it was the first time that you recognized yourself as a leader Oh, man. Why my whole life, my family has put into my head that I am a leader. I think I recognized I was a leader when I was doing all that stuff with McNary. Actually, no, I would say it was during COVID because I they they started distance learning sophomore year. I did distance learning for almost a half semester and I realized like I was not healthy mentally. And so when I moved to Montana, I had to kind of jump out of my comfort zone and really learn who I was so that when people asked me who I was and what I did and all the things that I did in Oregon, I had to explain that so that they could get a a couple, like 10 years worth of uh, context before they started to get to know me. And so there I joined a church and it was right across from the high school that I was going to. And it was more of a student run sort of church. They did a lot of the students ran a lot of the stuff. So I was asked to join the worship team at their church just right off the bat. As soon as I walked in, someone oh, heard me. Oh, you can sing? Go yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of what they do. And 
So I was like, okay. And they started giving me leadership positions there. And I was like, wow, I'm actually starting to do things. And I joined the FCA club at one of the middle schools and I started being Fellowship a leader for Fellowship of Christian that. Athletes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I, I was, someone petitioned me to be a leader there and I was like, oh, okay. I actually have responsibilities now. I am leading students in prayer. I'm leading them in devotion and trying to build their faith and that's probably when I recognized I was a leader. So when I came back to McNary with that confidence, that's how I was able to start all the things that I did is mm. I had had that experience, which is really funny. There was a story I could tell. Go for At it. At my graduation party two days ago, uh, my Uncle Jamie had, and my Aunt Stacey, my cousin Kenar, who I stayed with during Mon- when I went to Montana, they came up for it and they brought a gift. It wasn't their gift. It was someone else's gift. And out of all the things that made me cry, like that gift was the most impactful because it was from Mark Roshin. He was the leader of the FCA club. I had completely forgotten that he even knew me. I didn't send him an invitation or anything. And yet he sent me this newspaper wrapped box and it had all this FCA stuff in it. And I was like, wow, this guy actually remembered me and yeah. he had wrote about how like happy he was that I had been a leader there and you don't think you make that much impact but then you get a gift like that 3 years later and it's like it really hits you there how much impact you really have mm. it's just when you invest in something you don't see return for a little while but when you do it's amazing yeah that's good that's good um what uh, I mean, even you're getting to see a little bit of it now, and, and as you grow in your leadership or whatever, you'll see it more. But you just when people get it and they're moving towards you about whatever subject, whether it's music or FCA or your faith or you know other things, but you're pouring yourself out to, to something, and when people move towards it, it's a really rewarding thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then you'll find that. As you did, maybe now as I say this, it'll make it clear to you, but uh, you had some people that were just more forward at pulling with you, right? You know, yeah. like some people will just jump right in and go set up the tables and go set up the chairs. And, you know, you're like, wow, you know. So that's the wonderful thing about leadership is we get an opportunity to fan the flames of those uh, folks into bigger and better things too, right? Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're going to do this college thing. Yeah. And then, <laughs> uh, then you'll just see what happens, huh? I guess so. Yeah. I'm still going to be involved in my church. And I'll tell you another thing that I did. Kay. When I came back, I it was COVID. So everything in the church kind of shut down. Mm-hmm. And people were just starting to come back. And there was no worship team for the high school. And I came back and I started that as well. And that's another thing that I've gotten to see return from is I've ran that for about two years now. And I just was able to step back and all the musicians that had started with me are now running it. And that was another amazing thing. Yeah. Getting to see musicians who, like, I picked up a bunch of people. I, I said, do you know how to play an instrument? Uh, yeah, I took private lessons like a year ago. You're can you, can you do this? Can you do this? <laughs> and they were really excited. And there's one kid, Will Brabham there. 
he couldn't even strum his guitar. He could play a couple notes, but he didn't know, even know strumming patterns. And now he is starting to play with our adult worship band. He has learned electric guitar now, and he is running acoustic too. And oh, it's amazing to see musicians as well when they grow in their skills. So, oh, yeah. yeah. And it's kind of, it's, it's interesting. I see like, as I've grown older, I've mentioned this on the podcast before of like, as I've grown older, I've started seeing patterns a lot easier. And I don't know if it's because the more you see stuff, the more you can start connecting those dots. But like, in the concept like you said, you know, he didn't know much about how to play, but he could play a little bit and then you give an opportunity to be a part of something. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, if anybody's learned how to play guitar, you don't want to play guitar until you can play a song. And all of a sudden I want to learn more. Yeah. And so it's like, it's like that in leadership, you give somebody a position and you say, Hey, like, can you help me out with this? Like, I'm going to give you this. And they start running with it. And that's when it's like, Oh, but I and I can keep running, you know, and yeah. it's it's, it's kind of cool to see like on a small scale and on a big scale, equipping somebody and giving him an opportunity opens up those doors and maybe opens up a lot of doors, kind of like what you're saying. It's like now I have all these options because someone gave me a chance and then you see the fruit of that labor later. Yeah. Hmm. Well, um, time flies and we're having fun. We're <laughs> coming to the last minute or so. Is there anything else you'd want to share that you're thinking about? Oh, well, I love Kaiser. Let's, I'll go. just share that. That's one of the things that I've been uh, talking about with my friends this year during track. We've built a bond over loving Kaiser, and I'm just so glad that Kaiser has this community, that we are proud and we are leaders and we are volunteers, and we're just proud of our city. So anyone listening to this, be proud of your city. There you go. 2041, Mayor of Kaiser. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, if you're not... You heard it here yeah, first. Exactly. <laughs> be proud of your city, and if you're not proud of it, make it something to be proud of. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Yes. I mean, listen, don't sit around and complain unless you're willing to be part of the solution. Uh-huh. Right? There you uh-huh. go. There you go. And with right. that, folks... Yes. Thank you, Anna, for being here, and thank you, listeners, for listening along and following along with us. Um, if you'd like to um, listen to our radio show and podcast air, it airs every Saturday on KSLM at 11 a.m., and you can find us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Leading Well by Valor Mentoring.